Hello, it's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the uh, program. Great to have you with us, friends. Hi. Uh, I value you, just so you know that. I'm not just saying that, I really do. I uh, totally value you guys and ladies. And we're talking today about something I've been wanting to do. And when I heard Bellavia's show, the final hour or so of his program, I said, all right, if Bellavia is talking about pillows, I am so breaking out the thermostat show today because there are certain things in relationships that you need. We think of advice, love column advice. My boyfriend hides his cell phone. Does he cheat on me? Uh, my boyfriend won't lower the toilet seat, won't lift the toilet seat, uh, all these things. Uh, my boyfriend has been making eyes at my first cousin. What do I do? But the real issues in life are, I've been seeing this guy for a month. Is it okay if I fart in front of him without him thinking that I'm disgusting? I mean, that's a real issue. I mean, there are people walking around this earth who are going to explode one of these days. Okay. I mean, there are certain things in life that are inevitable, and that would be one of them. And you've got to chill out about these things. Um, everybody's got an ick factor, right? And if somebody can't deal with that, they're not for you. How are you supposed to have a happy life with somebody who wants you to have chronic pain? <laughs> I mean, you can't hold that in all day long. Anyway, I, but look, I'm not trying to be gratuitously um, uh, scatological, but it's just it's just a fact of life. And a lot of people, you know, in relationships, there's an adjustment period. You know, a lot of people uh, live together, they get married, and they go through a period of constipation, for example. You know, it's happened to you, right? You go on vacation with somebody, and you can't go because you're kind of embarrassed about the sounds and the after effects and everything like that. Uh, and another issue, and I, believe me, I'd love to do those topics, but I, I, I can't get that one past Wenger. He would he would not be pleased. I mean, hey, Bowerly, I've got a license here to keep. Okay, I got you, Tim, loud and clear. But the thermostat thing is a real big one. And let's get back to the calls on WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, just real quickly, how long are these fellows going to be in the next room? Are they here all day, Josh? Are they here all day? They're here all day. Okay, so there's no rush on what we're talking about? Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, Josh is in the middle of about five different jobs, so <clears throat> I've become priority number 10 for Josh today. Let's go. He's training. Uh, let's. He's, he's potty training, actually. It's a little late in the game, but we think we can get him to do it. Uh, here is uh, Kim in Hamburg. You're on WBEN. Hello, Kim. Hi, Tom. Um, I just wanted to say that my first 25 years of marriage, I was the one that was freezing all the time. I'm a thin person. My husband, very muscular, and he was always hot. He did nothing but complain that the heating bills were astronomical, and it's all my fault. Well, we put an addition on the house, and I insisted on putting a fireplace in so that I would not freeze all winter with my turtleneck and sweater on. Mm. But then menopause hit. <gasps> and now... We sleep with the ceiling fan on. Uh, my husband is freezing with his sweater on huh. next to the fireplace in his recliner. As soon as he falls asleep, I turn the fireplace off. Oh. I turn the thermostat down. 
I do the complete opposite, and I run around the house with a summer top, shorts, and bare feet, and he's all bundled up. So for all of those uh, men out there that are complaining about their freezing women, just wait. Uh, you are absolutely correct. Um, I am at the point in life where many of the women that I know and who are my friends are going through the phase. And frankly, I have to give credit to my mom for one of the funniest things I've ever heard to describe life. She said, and I quote, you know what, Tom? Life is just one big hot flash. I thought it was (laughs) absolutely hilarious. But guys, if you don't know, you you younger fellas out there uh, don't know this yet, but when your ladies in your life get to be 40s, 50s, menopause happens, and the hot flash is a real thing. And you you will see a woman literally, uh, you know, start to get red and, and and heated and wave her hands in front of her face and walk outside to try to cool down. It's it's a real thing. It really happens. But it's been a total uh, role switch now for you guys, huh? Oh yeah, and even the hot flashes are pretty much over, but your body temperature just stays at an elevated level, and so now he's freezing. And I'm not. And, you know, we, we, we compromise. You know, he sets a, the thermostat at 70, and then I go behind his back and turn it down. And, you know, we're, we're doing the same thing but an opposite. Uh, okay, that, that's that's hilarious. Now, how many times have you guys used the expression, look, you can always put on more clothes to be warmer. I can't take off any more to be cooler. That's what he always told me. Just put more clothes on. And, well, I do tell him that. Just, well, you go put your sweater and your sweatpants on. Put your slippers on. Put the blanket. Here's a blanket. <laughs> But that's not wasn't enough, was it? No, no. But you, as and I, I don't mean to get too personal uh, here with you, but um, you said early that you were kind of a, a skinny person. Has mm-hmm. has menopause uh, maybe no. changed that at all? No, because I'm an avid exerciser. I watch my diet. I mean, I could be heavier. I could be much heavier, but I. I take precautions. You know, Kim, in every life, you have a finite number of heartbeats. Why waste them on exercise? Just (laughs) just a different alternative viewpoint, says the guy who almost died at 54. Um, So anyway, true story. But that that is a really interesting story. And would you describe your marriage as happy? Oh, yeah. How many times a week do you discuss the ceiling fan, the fireplace, or the thermostat level? Honestly, he's so tired when he gets home from work that we eat dinner and he kind of falls asleep and I do whatever I want with the ceiling fan and the fireplace and he's just so tired. That's it. So <laughs> you you operate by stealth mode. And here's here's something else that uh, a lot of people um, will do. Uh, you when when you fall asleep at night, I don't know if this happens to you. Um, you fall asleep at night and you're warm, okay? I mean, you're going through mm-hmm. menopause, you've been through menopause, and you, you're warm. So you turn the thermostat down to about 65, 64 degrees, but then as you sleep, everything shuts down, and you start to get colder. You start to feel the effects of the cold more, and you actually wake up at about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you got to jack the thermostat up a little bit because it is downright cold in your house. Uh, 
about three, four o'clock in the morning is when I will tear the covers off and crank up the ceiling fan. Oh, the reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Your husband's got to really love you. Well, I, I, he gets all the covers he wants. <laughs> okay. Well, covers. <laughs> well, okay. Let, let me, uh, how about electric blankets? I don't want to sound stupid, but. What do you think about electric blankets? They used to be a big thing back in the 70s. You know what? Sometimes my temperature goes up. Sometimes it goes down. It fluctuates a lot. So I actually have a mattress that is heated that sometimes, and it's dual switch. So sometimes I'll turn that on with the ceiling fan on. So you get a little mixed up at my age. Well, uh, you know what? It, it, what you're talking about is just the normal human experience. And a couple of people have mentioned this already, myself included. Have you been through um, any kind of surgery where your entire uh, thermostatic regulation gets thrown off, where you yeah, aren't yourself? The, yeah, only in the hospital. Um, I've had that, that chill shaking in the hospital, but not after I get home. Oh, but they've got those nice, cozy, toasty oh, blankets yeah. they give you in the hospital. Yeah, I wish I had those. Yeah, that'd be, I, don't, I don't know how they keep those things warm, but I want one, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Kim, and a great call. I appreciate it. Talking okay. about thermostat wars, men and women, but if you're homosexual or lesbian, you, you can absolutely call into the show. This is, we don't judge. I love my gays, and I have since 1983. So it's not just for straight people. You can be gay, lesbian. You can be bi. I don't care. I really don't. Life is too short to worry about stuff like that, really. Let's go to, uh, excuse me, Jerry in uh, Amherst as I vomit all over the microphone. Jerry, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Uh, Thermostat Wars, sir, where are you? Uh, not not a big war with my wife. We're pretty much on course with, the, with it, but... I've been doing the heating HVAC business for 40-some years. I just retired. In fact, I used to take care of yours all the time, just so you know. Outstanding. That's who you're talking to. Oh, Jerry. Anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, Jer, <laughs> Jerry, well, I, can I say where you worked? Sure, sure. Jerry worked with John Locke Air Conditioning and cool uh, and Heating. And that has been the company that I've used exclusively for all of my heating needs since 1992. True story. Uh, first house I bought, first thing we did, we took the oil furnace out, put a high-efficiency natural gas furnace in. And then uh, when I bought the, the next house, uh, that's the first thing I did. I replaced the old furnace and got a new one from John Locke. And Jerry would come out and maintain the furnace and the air conditioning because I believe in leaving these things to the professionals like Jerry. Very good. So uh, tell us about, uh, I mean, obviously, you know what we're talking about, which prompt, yeah. prompted your phone call. You, you've got to have some good war stories. Well, the, the one that gets me the most, like I heard one of the customers before a little bit of a while back say how they keep it at 65 in the summer and then 72 in the winter. And I can never figure that out from customers that like a 70-degree swing in your outside temperatures outside. In your house, it's still that temperature. So I don't understand how people go from such a, a drastic, just because it's hot outside, they totally drop their cooling real low. And then if it's cold in the winter, they totally heat their house way hotter than they normally would. And they just never could figure it out. You know what? I think that's one of those questions that is never going to be answered. Because right. I, I agree with you. Because if I told you today, hey, 
Jerry, it's going to be 65 degrees tomorrow. You'd probably break out the shorts. Joe Beamer does it when people say, Joe, it's going to be 25 tomorrow. Uh, He breaks out the shorts, okay? But then if I tell you, hey, this house is 65 degrees, suddenly you're shaking and shivering and freezing. Exactly. I can't figure that. I can't figure that out myself. That's one of the great mysteries of life. Um, When you when you were out on service calls for John Locke, and by the way, I knew John Locke, the original John Locke. That's how long I've been doing their ads. Mike Locke, of course, is there. Ed Black is is there, and uh, I think the lady at the switchboard is still there after all these years. Um, Obviously, great company with a fine retention rate of people, Um, but the. um, the the did, did you get any uh, inside skinny from people about is there some way we can trick my wife is there some way we can trick my husband no I always try to stay out of those uh-huh <laughs> you don't want to get in the middle of those ones you know the um just just out of curiosity what what do you think as somebody who did this for a living for many many years what what do you think the ideal uh thermostat setting is for a human being? In wintertime? I find most people and myself 68 to 70. And, you know, of course, when people get older, they need it a little warmer. Well, and they know that that is illustrated, and I, I hate to always refer to this, but it's such a great show. The uh, Sopranos, um, when Uncle June was getting older and when he was being treated for one of his ailments, Tony Soprano walked into the house. Junior is sitting under blankets and shivering. Uncle June and Tony says, it's like the Amazon jungle in here. And June was just still shivering. And people don't understand. But that's a that's a real thing as you get older. And you can be younger. And if you have major surgery, you might have been comfortable with 67 degrees. Suddenly, you got to put it up to 77 degrees because your body is trying to heal. Right, right. And a lot of times they have you on the uh, blood thinners, which is going to make you feel colder. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just uh, one of the stories, um, what is the oldest furnace that you ever had to work on? Like, what year did it go back to? Oh, I've been doing it for 45 years. So <laughs> that's how you know. I mean, that's how far back you can go that I worked on them. So the uh, Franklin stoves uh, were oh. the... Pretty, pretty old, you know. <laughs> and uh, strictly, strictly belt drive type motors. Very simple furnaces, to be honest with you. Super but, simple. Do you remember when central air conditioning was only the domain of the wealthy, and most people had the window units? Oh, right. Definitely. It was. It was so rare back then that I did a lot of air conditioning. That was not our strong point. But now it is. <laughs> now it's very busy business. Business. So when you uh, look back at, at your career, I'm just kind of curious because my, did you hear me before saying that even the poorest person in America today lives a better lifestyle than the kings of England in the medieval times? Yeah, right, definitely. Okay. Uh, when did the central air conditioning become bigger than the window units? Uh, I would say probably started picking up pretty good maybe around – in the 70s, 75, 80. See, I would have said 1983. Um, you know? Yeah, that I don't, I don't know why, but see, we uh, in our house, uh, mom and dad, you know, they had four kids. You know, when they upgraded the heating and the air conditioning, 
after the kids no longer were upstairs, which had no <laughs> insulation whatsoever. It was incredible. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you very much, Jerry. And uh, I, I won't be calling you soon, but enjoy your retirement if you would. Uh, thanks a lot. Nice talking to you. All right, Jerry. Take it easy. All right, there's Jerry. Actually, talk to him more now than I did when he would come out to the house because basically uh, those guys with John Locke, I just say, hey, I trust you. You know where the basement is. Go do your thing. And you know where the AC is. Go do your thing. And, uh, you know, just let people get their job done. It is uh, 26 minutes after 3 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, I'm having fun with this. I don't know if you guys are listening to it, uh, and after, hopefully you're relating to it a little bit because um, thermostat wars are real. Thermostat wars are real. Uh, in my relationship, typically it was the stereotype she was always cold, cold, cold. She's so cold. And I was boiling, but again, being sliced and diced and pureed and sautéed as much as I've been, something changed. I became the one where she said, would you like another blankie? And uh, my answer is all too frequently, yes, mother, in a very pathetic voice. It really does sound like that. I'm a guy and we all sound like that when we're in need. We're needy people. You can be six foot four, muscle bound, NFL player, but get a common cold or get a little boo boo, and suddenly, well, you doubt what I'm saying? Take the biggest, toughest, badass guy you know, put him outside in the wintertime for five minutes, then drop 20 pounds on his big toe. You'll level him. <clears throat> Don't really do that. It was just a hypothetical example. Yes, talk show host indicted for encouraging violence against big guys said the small Bowerly, the diminutive Bowerly. All right, it is, uh, I just referred to myself in the third person again. Guys, if I ever do that again this week, would you just come in here and just kick my ass, please? Thank you, I'd appreciate that. I think the audience would appreciate that. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Now, this is when Jeff Beck took over from Eric Clapton and the Yardbirds. It's a great song. And by the way, that's another great song that a lot of people, that was the first lead I ever learned in a song. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's just really good. Jeff Beck uh, lost him yesterday. Just a phenomenal uh, British guitarist. Anyway, it is 3.38 at News Radio 930 WBEN. So I mentioned this yesterday. If you're a regular listener to the show, first of all, no normal people do listen to this show, but we'll, we'll call you regular. Um, we have some young trainees here at the radio station. Now, you're familiar with Josh Schmidt, um, our Amish uh, member of the staff here at WBEN who could grow a knee-length beard overnight. He's the one who has the buggy in the parking lot with the horses and the big orange triangle. That's uh, Josh Schmidt. I used to call him Josh Allen all the time. Sometimes I still do, only the days I show up drunk. Um, but I, I really don't, guys. I hope you, I just, I'm having fun with that. I take my drinking too seriously to waste it on work. But anyway, um, <clears throat> We have uh, some, some young men who are training here at WBEN. Um, we have Dan and we have Joe. 
and um, I had written their last names down and then promptly lost the piece of paper with their last names. But I found it again. Joe Callie and Dan Dale are with us. And um, just so you know a little bit about the boys in the next room, and you're going to want to listen to this. Don't, don't, don't touch the dial because this is a really cool story, all right? Um, they've been married now for now. They, uh, they, they, they're, they're good friends. They're from Buff State. Okay. And, uh, Dan Dale and Joe Callie are full-time Buffalo State University students. They've got their own radio sports show in the college radio station three times a week. They also work for us here at Odyssey and Dan Dale was in the studio during the blizzard on Saturday, right? Blizzard on Saturday, or the first blizzard on Saturday, first snowstorm on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Dan Double D Dale happens to be an Eagle Scout, and he's in the next room. Dan is one of only 300 scouts nationwide and three local scouts in over 110 years of scouting to earn all merit badges available to him. Dan Dale is still a scout with Troop 616 and a sea scout with ship number one. And Dan, uh, would you take the microphone for a moment so we could introduce the audience to you because you'll be playing a bigger role here at News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, that is really a very impressive resume. How old are you? I'm only 19. You're 19. I'm not old. even 20 yet. Seriously. So I, I could not even legally give you a shot from my flask in my bag. No. No, you can't give me nothing that's illegal. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. How, how young were you when you uh, got into scouting? Uh, I got in when I was 11. I made Eagle Scout when I was 16. And then I just joined Sea Scouts like a year ago. And what do you do in Sea Scouts? What's that all about? Uh, it's like doing a ship. You're able to like maintain a ship, clean it, do knots, and take it out like during the summer. This is a sailing vessel? Yeah, 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 yeah. And what ship is it? What's its name? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, is it Ship One? Yeah, it's Ship One. Does that sound familiar? Okay. Um, now, you are aware that our Tim Wenger is a licensed Great Lakes charter captain, in addition to being the captain of the radio station. He, he's also an expert master sailor. Did you know that? Not at all. Oh, he's, he's got a very nice boat. He is a master sailor. He lives to sail in the summertime. If he could work remotely from his boat, he, he would pretty much do it. And Tim is one of the few people who really gets into it every November when I play the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on the anniversary of the sinking of Big Fitz. There's something you want to talk about in Sea Scouts. So an Eagle Scout. Do you, as an Eagle Scout, do you have a fraternity or a club of Eagle Scouts that hang out together? Yeah, there's like a club. There's like um, a national thing that they kind of – have like all the Eagle Scouts and you get like special perks, like special like medals and stuff like that. So they know you're an Eagle Scout. Surrounded by greatness here at the radio station, um, David Bellavia, Medal of Honor recipient, um, Dan Dale, Eagle Scout. And the other thing I wanted to ask you about, 
I think we have a lot of people who are in scouting at some point during their decadent youths. Um, all of the merit badges. Why is that so significant? Can you tell us about that? Well, you only get eight years to do it. There's 136, and I even had COVID involved. So that cut a year off from me. So I had to do everything in really a specific order. And like the last one, I had to go all the way down to Florida just to do scuba diving. Really? Yeah. Are you certified now as a yeah, scuba diver? Yeah, as part of the merit badge, you become certified. Oh, that's pretty cool. Did you see any jellyfish down there? No, but we were warned of alligators and like not to swim in their mouths. That's usually a good practice. Um, I, I found you. Well, they, they weren't sending it to the Everglades to go scuba diving, were they? No, no. Did you see any giant boa constrictors that people had bought as pets and then lot, let loose in the Everglades? Luckily, no, but <laughs> I, I've heard of it. Do you see a, a Sasquatch? Uh, there were some hairy people, but, you know. <laughs> well, it is Florida. <laughs> Remember those days of live PD? I used to live in Pasco County, Florida. And when they had live PD on the air before America decided it hated cops, um, the uh, live PD people um, did a Pasco County, Florida, as was one of their PDs that they covered. And I was stunned at the level to which Pasco County, Florida, had descended into crystal meth madness. When I lived there, it was a fine, respectable county. My next-door neighbor was an FBI retired agent. And that's back when the FBI was you know, a respectable law enforcement organization instead of a bunch of political hacks. Um, but anyway, I'm not trying to bring you in on that one. Don't worry. Uh, so, Dan Dale, uh, it's, it's good to have you. And the other member of the team, did, did I leave you flat? Was there something you wanted to say? Did I? Okay. You, you walked away like you weren't happy, like you, you didn't get a chance to thank mom and dad or all the people in the academy. Okay. Uh, the other new member, you're going to love, guys, you're going to love this. Don't. Don't turn out because this is going to be really good. You're going to dig the first. Let's put it this way. This guy is probably going to carry the rest of the hour. Okay. Um, Joe Callie, Buff State student. Uh, you do a sports show with your buddy here in the room on the college radio station at Buff State uh, University. And yeah. uh, what what's what's the attraction? What's what sports do you like to cover and talk about? Are we waiting for the translation? Oh, what we cover? Yeah. Uh, we cover football. We do a lot of Bills, Sabres talk, and then um, some Buff State. We have an athlete in every every Friday. We try to at least once a week and talk about their season and how it's been going so far. Uh, you know, it, it's such a small station uh, that you work at over at Buff State. At least it was uh, back when I was last there in the era of Tina Peel and uh, all of those legends and Tom Calderon. Yeah, I mean, it, it still is pretty small. It's a very, I would say, bare-bones team. You would, Dan would probably agree with me. Um, it's it's nothing too crazy, but it's definitely awesome to be a part of just with school and get breaking into the business a little bit, trying to figure some stuff out. They're doing some some changes. They're trying to move away from the alternative name, so it's it's getting pretty interesting over there. So I don't know what the future has in store, but it would be cool to see what happens. Well, I, you guys probably did a better job covering the blizzard than the big public radio station did. Uh, they were missing in action during the blizzard of 22. Uh, but, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but your real claim to fame, you're a singer, and, and you are you are an awesome singer. You are aware 
that Buffalo, New York has some absolutely amazing vocal talents, right? Yeah. Mark, Mark Valentino from Hit and Run, Ryan Gettner with uh, the Chicago Authority and uh, uh, Double Shot. Um, and I, I, I can't name everybody. Tom Bender, of course, Mark Christie. Um, I have so many people that I've either played with or I've seen um, on stage. But you do a different kind of music for a young guy. How old are you? I, I turned 20 in July, so I'm 20 years old. And I have, I really, I like classical music, kind of the Sinatra-esque type, Dean Martin-esque music, kind of. And um, So it's like the great American songbook as opposed to Mozart. When you, yeah. when you said classical, I'm thinking, how is he going to do Requiem in <laughs> D minor uh, as a vocal I, um, without the orchestral accompaniment? Um, so you, you're going to sing. We're going to do a little radio karaoke here because tell us about the contest, the big national contest and how far you got. Okay, so I during the pandemic, I had nothing going on. School was canceled. I was a senior in high school, and I decided to – American Idol was doing online Zoom call auditions. So I thought to myself, I had done musicals. I had sang for years, played instruments, all the whole nine yards, and figured I'd give it a shot. And I gave it a shot, and I made it past the Zoom call round, right, the first round. There's about three, I think. Like, that's kind of where it went off. And I made it to the second round, which was the producer's round. So you meet the producer. You haven't sat in front of any of the real judges yet. It's such a an odd way to go about it, but... Um, the producer's round is where I fell off, and that's the round before you actually go on the, the program. Wow. Yeah. So you were that close. I it, was close, we've yeah. We've had some people from Buffalo. Um, Cammie mm -hmm. was great, and she's dealing with some health stuff right now. John Stevens yeah. uh, many years ago. But you're going to sing a song. Um, do we have enough time to get into it now? No, we don't. we we got we got to uh, wait here for traffic. But, folks, do, do you like Michael Buble? Okay, right now every guy is saying, yeah, my girlfriend or wife brought me to the concert on her arm. I sat there. Then they say, but it was really good. And every woman is saying, I love Michael Buble. I would, I would leave my husband or boyfriend for Michael Buble. So this young man is going to sing a little Michael Buble. Not the whole song, but once he does one song, I know you are going to want to hear more because he's really, really good. And speaking of vocalists, I don't want to leave out people like Kelly Wall. I don't want to leave out people like uh, Mike McGuire and Mark Chimes from Back to the Bars. But unfortunately, guys, I, I know so many of these people that I can't possibly name them all. So if I didn't just name you, please don't hate me. I think you understand. I try to give you all some love. And, and we're going to give our man, Joe Kelly some love He's going to give you some love. Oh, the tension is building. He was all set to go, and now we're going to make him wait. We're, we're icing the kicker here. I think we just called a timeout, tr tr trying to ice him. So, young man who came so close to being on national TV, and he's here with us in studio, training under the amazing Josh Schmidt, singing Michael Buble. Here is our own Joe Kelly. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. 
breeze drifting on by you know how i feel it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life for me and i'm feeling good wow i'm feeling good fish in the sea you know how i feel river running free you know how i feel blossom on a tree you know how i feel it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life for me and i'm feeling good wow dude joe callie what an amazing talent. That was <laughs> tremendous, man. That is not easy to do. That's a bitch of a song to sing. I'm sorry. Forgive my language. That was a rather difficult song to sing. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. A little nervous at first, but, you know. It's... Yeah, but that's to be that's to be expected. I <laughs> yeah. mean, people don't usually – this is like WBEN 1941. Welcome. We've got the in-studio singer. He's wearing a tuxedo. And everybody else is wearing a tuxedo as well. And they're all going to go out and chain smoke camels. My doctor recommends camels. Um, so I will give you 40 bucks if you do Chris. All right, I'll give you 20 bucks if you do Christopher Cross, Think of Laura. Do you know the song? I, oh, can, you, I, I can listen to it. I can figure it out. Well, we'll I'll take a no, listen. You're going to need some time with oh, that okay. one. Um, you want to do, do another? What, what's the next favorite one you've got for like uh, about two minutes worth? Probably, I'd say uh, I'm Still Standing by Elton John or something oh, like that. You oh, know? count me in. Count me in. Um, if, if you'd like, we could do a George Michael song. I could go into the men's room. If No? Okay. Uh, let, let's, do, <laughs> let's do Elton John. This is really good. It's Joe Callie. You don't hear this every day on the radio. On News Radio 930 WBEN. We're just getting the orchestra ready. And Joe Callie is going to do some Elton John for us. I would like to take this show on the road at some point. And no, I would like to do the Bowerly audience does karaoke. I'd have to look into the licensure and the copyright situation. But uh, that that could be a lot of fun. Okay, so Joe Callie here and uh, Elton John. I'm still standing. You can never know what it's like Your blood like a winter freeze is just like ice And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you You will wind up like the wreck you hide Behind that mask you use And did you think this fool could never win? Well look at me, I'm a coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor Feeling like a little kid And I'm still standing after all this time 
Picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind I'm still standing, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still standing, yeah, yeah, yeah Once I never could have hoped to win You're starting down the road and leaving me again There's threats you made were meant to cut me down And if a love was just a circus You'd be a clown by now no, I'm still standing better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor Feeling like a little kid And I'm still standing after all this time Picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind Wow. <laughs> Dude, that is... Give it up for Joe Cali live in studio. He's 20 years old. He's a Buff State student. Uh, he's just amazing talent. My goodness. That was just so well done. That that not only was well done, that takes a lot of courage to just on the radio, not expecting it. And, folks, I never know what I'm going to do. I never know what's going to happen on the show when I come in every day. This was the last thing I expected was ever going to happen, but you killed it, dude. You were awesome. Yeah. We have an in-studio audience, and they're all from Eden. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, so that's these are the guys who are behind the scenes. I thought you might like to meet them on the radio. I sure enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. Uh, coming up on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, we're going to get away from thermostat wars, and we're going to do a topic that I brought up yesterday, and we're going to do it in a responsible way. It involves COVID. Can you guess what it might be? Possibly. But stay listening on News Radio 930 WBEN, and we shall get into it. Nice job, man. Nice job. <laughs> 